What do you want to be known for? It's no boring stories. Let's get into it. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools, all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and I will go and get a taco from any place that is recommended to me, and even quite a few that have not been recommended to me. Look, today we are going to talk about recommendations, reputations, and finally having a reputation that you're proud of. And you don't have to work for this. You don't have to really try to convince people of what you do. You just start talking about it. You talk about it authentically, and pretty soon, They'll talk about you the way that you want them to. This is all about what you want to be known for. And this became really clear to me over the years as I've done weddings and funerals. So uh, you know me, you know that I was a, a pastor and in that role, it may not be the thing that you necessarily want, but you get invited to be at people's most important parts of their life, whether they are getting married and they're starting a relationship or they are um, saying goodbye to somebody and ending a relationship. And they want somebody that can share a message eloquently, but also sort of represent, you know, this conversation with God that's going on. And so wherever you find yourself. Now, the thing was that was interesting for me is that I wasn't actually ordained. So I couldn't do the official stuff. I couldn't sign the papers and make anything legal. So as far as I was concerned, I'm just showing up to these events as uh, essentially an MC, a glorified MC. And in that role, I recognize that my very important task is to move people along and make sure that everything that we do throughout that event, that hour and a half, that half hour ceremony, whatever it is that that the timing and the structure is uh, looks like, that everything that we do is focused where it needs to be focused. And in a funeral, yeah, of course, we are focusing on the person that we are saying goodbye to, the person in the casket there. At a, at a wedding, we're focused, what? We're focused on those two people up at the front. Now, I always think it's funny because specifically at a wedding, you've got those two people, and if you think of a traditional sort of setup, you've got the two people with all of their bridesmaids and, and groomsmen. And in weddings today, there's what? There's 12 or 13 of them on either side. And then right at the like the pinnacle, at the peak, you've got the, the pastor. So you've got these two people. And right in the middle of them, in all the photographs, you've got this, uh, this officiant that's leading the thing. And so you, you have this opportunity to, to guide the conversation and to make sure that people think about these people the way that, that they want to be thought of. And that's the responsibility. That, at least for me, was the responsibility. Going in every time, uh, let's talk about funerals. I did four funerals that I can think of. And if there's one that I forgot, well then, ugh, sorry. Um, there's, uh, and, and leading into that, there's a couple of conversations that need to be had. And these are incredibly important conversations for me to have with the people, the loved ones, those that are organizing this, 
funeral. And the questions that I ask there are, okay, tell me about the person. Even if I know this person, I want to know from them, what do they first think of? And those words that they say are incredibly critical. And then the next question is, okay, what are some things that you specifically want me to say? And again, this is incredibly important. <coughs> and it goes with the same with weddings, and I'll get into why in just a second. But when I would go into weddings, I would have many more meetings with, with the couple leading into this, and I would get to know them, and I would get to hear about who they are and hear their story and uh, specifically what they love about each other. And I would pick up some things about them. Again, whether I knew them or I didn't know them very well, I would pick up on some specific key traits. Then I would take that into my time. When I'm standing up at the podium, when I'm leading through the ceremony, now I know that I have a specific thing that I want to draw attention to. This is the focus, and this specifically is what those people are known for. Now, do I always nail it? No, but this is what's fascinating. Sometimes I want you to think about the last funeral that you went to. What were the key words that came up about that person? If one or two key words come to mind immediately, I would say that person has a good reputation. If you think of like 12 or 13 different things that were said about that person, well then quite frankly, they've lived a even though those, those might be nice things, they're not really known for any one thing, are they? Same goes for weddings. When you've got all these people coming up and they say all these nice things about these couples, about the couple and these individuals, think of the last wedding you went to. Was it the same old kind of things? Or was there one thing that really stood out about these people that they are known for? That would mean that they have a strong reputation especially among these people, the people who know them best, their best friends. These are the, the most loved of the loved who are invited to these parties. What kind of reputation do they have with these people? So there was one wedding that I went to, and this really drew all of this in, where I, uh, I, I really love this couple. They were close friends of ours, and uh, I had the incredible honor of stepping up to the front with them, and I'd, I'd been along the journey with them through their entire relationship. I'd seen them like they were in my youth group, and so uh, you know, was there really through the whole thing as a mentor and a, and a guide, and it was such a freaking honor to get up and and guide this couple through their ceremony and through these vows and, and all the promises that they're making. And the one thing that I, I thought, I'm going to lead the conversation here, and the one thing that I thought that I should focus on is the fact that these two people were two of the most intentional people that I know. And I, what I mean by that is when they are, when they, they, when they want to start a relationship with someone, they want to start a friendship, they want to focus on a friendship, they are intentional about it. There's no wishy-washy-ness in, in those relationships. They make a concerted effort to invest in a relationship and to make sure that the words that are spoken and the way that that person, their friends are loved are the way that their friends need to be loved. This was just a consistency theme between the two of them to each other that I had seen and had the privilege of seeing, but then also the, the way that they those two showed up for their friendships and their family, the word intentional kept showing up. So I focused on that in the ceremony and just talked about all the ways that they were intentional, that I saw that, and we had some laughs, and, and it was a lovely time. And then we get to the ceremony, and guess what? 
person after person, speech after speech. What was there, six, seven speeches plus the MC that guided through the reception? And we had the word intentional show up again and again and again. As I've talked to the that couple since then, they regretted not having a drinking game for uh, for the ceremony. <laughs> that every time that this word intentional came up, my goodness, you would have been trashed uh, ten minutes into the ceremony. And and as I think about that and all the weddings that I've been to, that's the one that comes to mind. That this couple has a reputation. They are known for something. And now I know that what if we put that kind of intentionality into building our own reputation? Now, did they focus on that? Did they want to be known for being intentional? No, but they did definitely try to be intentional with their relationships. And that is the word that we then use to describe them. Now, we have a privilege going forward now, choosing essentially what words we become known for. And we're going to get into what that looks like in just a minute here. But what I'm recognizing now is if I want to be known for something, it's not going to be an accident. If I want to be known for something, I need to make sure that people know what I want to be known for. I want to make sure that when it comes to the end, I am known for what I want to be known for. That's what we're looking at here. And it's no longer confusing. Now I am clear. I went from confused on what I do and who I am and how to talk about myself to clear on what I do. And because of that, I'm building a reputation that I'm proud of because I know my story. I'm building a reputation that I am proud of and I know will be consistent with what I want to be known for. And I'm sure that you want that too. You want a proud, a reputation that you are proud of, right? You want, if you were, you know, let's get to the end of your life and you're some, you know, spirit looking down on your funeral. Imagine people talking about things and saying things that you didn't want to be known for. That's not what this is about. We want to build a life that we are proud of. So let's do that. Let's go forward and have people talking about us in the way that we want to be them to talk about us. I think that we have this, this ability these days, but there's some things getting in the way. One, you're not sure even what that is. You're like, I don't even know what I want to be known for. I don't know what, what, how I want people to talk about me right now. And so you shy away from this. You're like, I don't, I don't know. That's too confusing. What, what would I even do? And that might actually be rooted in this fear that you're afraid to niche down, right? You're afraid to narrow down because you're like, no, I'm real. I'm good at a lot of things. Why would I narrow down? Why would I niche down to one thing? What if, what if somebody wanted to know me for something else, but now I'm talking about myself in this way? Oh, I mean, I mean, what would they think of me? What would that mean about me? Does that mean that I'm not, I, I can't, I can't do that? And, and what if I talk about myself in this way, but they don't think about me in that way? Wouldn't that make me arrogant? And so we have this fear of being arrogant, of coming across arrogant to other people. You feel that? And I think probably the deepest of them all, the biggest barrier to all of this is feeling unqualified. You're like, how could I talk about myself in this way? How can I build a reputation, start talking about myself to build a reputation around that if I'm not good enough at that yet? I'm not perfect enough. I'm unqualified. I'm not certified enough to call myself that. That is holding you back from building a reputation that you're proud of. Your fear of being unqualified, of being arrogant, of narrowing down, 
that's holding you back from a, from a strong reputation. Now, here's what's fantastic about this. We're going to get into really three clear ways that you can start to build a reputation you are proud of. But of course, this begins with understanding your story and getting clear and fearless in speaking it out. Now, the Fearless Speakers Academy membership is where we do a lot of this work. It's two monthly, uh, two group coaching calls every month where I come in and I guide a conversation about not only public speaking tips and tricks, but we get ridiculously clear on your story and helping you develop your own story so that you can create your own reputation. The Fearless Speakers Academy membership is includes those group calls and a community, of course, where we uh, include challenges and and you know bonus offers and conversation as, asking and answering all the questions around public speaking that you have around all the fears and all the hangups that you've got around communication, this is the place where you can finally become confident as a communicator. It is only $15 a month, and if you go now, you can get 14 days free to test it out and see what it's like in there. Go to fearlessspeakersacademy.com right now, and you can get your 14-day free trial started. Once you do that, once we actually get clear on your story, then you can start to work on these steps to build your reputation. But again, let's get abundantly clear. If you haven't done the work on your story, if you're not clear on your transformation story, go back, listen to episode one of this, listen to some of the interview uh, episodes in the No Boring Stories podcast because you'll see what really matters in your story and you need to go and do this work. Once you've done this work, then you can go forward and you can start to build this reputation on your own. Here's three ways that you can create a reputation that you're proud of based on your story. Once you know what your story is, from this to this, here's my story arc. Then you're gonna change your IG bio. Let's just start with Instagram. Maybe you're maybe you focus on on Facebook, maybe you focus on LinkedIn, whatever your main social media platform is. I want you to go and change the bio. And the bio is super important because, and you've got all kinds of social media experts that are gonna tell you how to change this, but here's what specifically matters and here's what I want to see in your bio to make it clear that this is who you are. Change that bold name. So some of you have your name in there. It just says, you know, Alex Street. Well, you can change that to be the title that you want to be known for. Right now, mine says Your Story Coach because that's what I wanna be known for. I want people to know me as a story coach, not specifically just a story coach, but my story coach, your story coach. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for you, I'm yours. That's what I wanna be known for. So I changed that, put a little star in there, and then my name next to that, and it's all searchable and it's all good. I don't know really the specifics on that, but some Instagram expert does, but I'm just concerned about you building a reputation. This is like changing your name. This is your business card. What's gonna go on the business card? And I want you to change that title to that right now. Call yourself a life coach. Call yourself a dietitian. Call yourself a nutrition coach. Call yourself what you want others to call you. Throw it up on there now. Then you get into the description, Instagram bio description, okay? Here's the super clear part. Here's why your transformation story matters because you can put it right in there. Let's be super simple about it. First sentence, from confused to clarity. And I can help you do the same. Then I help people, you know, work through their biggest fears and and 
uh, blocks around communication. Mine right now says helping you get clear on your confusing brand story so that you can stand out from the crowd. That's using my transformation and putting it into my Instagram bio. And again, being wildly clear that this is what I do. I know that people know me as confused to clear. I know that people are using that. They come to me for clarity. My one-on-one clients come to me for clarity. That's why you're here. You want clarity in your story. And that's because I'm proudly speaking about it. So once you change your IG bio, again, that's your business card. That's the thing that goes out there when people don't really know you. How are they going to see you? How's the What's the first glance that they see? That's what they're going to know you as. This is your title. This is what you're showing up as. Then, number two, talk about it. Call yourself this. I mean, show up on stories. Show up live and say, hey, it's Alex Street. I'm your story coach. Or when you show up to a group call in your mastermind, be proud. Say, hey, everybody, Alex Street here, your story coach, showing up and helping you share your story to shape this world. Good to see everybody today. When you show up in your communities, your Facebook communities, call yourself this. Say that this is what I do and this is who I am so that people get to know you for that. Otherwise, you're just a name, you're just another person, and they just don't know what you do. Call yourself this. Talk about it. Pick a title and run with it. This is not permanent. This can change, but for right now, it's wildly important. And finally, number three, ask to guest coach. Ask to go on an IG Live. Ask to get on a podcast. When you start asking these things, you'll realize that you are in need of a clear title. Because people are going to say, well, what do you do? Yeah, why would I have you on my podcast? I don't know what you do. What are you going to talk about? What's your niche? But if you show if you show up and you say, hey, man, I'd love to do an IG live. Um, do you think that that could work? Do you think that we could go on your IG because I'm certain, on your Instagram live because I'm, I'm uh, talking about a program, launching a program soon, and I'd love to talk about this. If they see right there in your bio that it says your story coach, if they know you as this, of course, they know that you're, you're going to come on their Instagram live. You're going to come on their podcast. You're going to come into their program, and you're going to talk about storytelling. What do you think is the thing that I get asked to come on podcasts and guests or and coaching programs to talk about? Guess what? Storytelling. Yeah. You know why? Because about nine months ago, I started calling myself a story coach. That's it. Started absolutely niching down on that. Now, let me appease your fear. Because we've got these three things that you're going to do. You're going to change your Instagram bio. You're going to talk about it. And then you're going to start asking to get into these situations. And your fear that we talked about earlier is afraid to narrow down. You're afraid of being arrogant. You're afraid of being unqualified. Here's the thing. When you call yourself this, you you will have to step up. You will have to lean into it. People don't think that you're being arrogant. They think that you're being confident because you finally are showing up with clarity. So not only will this bring clarity to you because now you are actually narrowing down. Now you're not trying to do all the things. You're just trying to focus on one thing, this one thing, and that's going to be enough. And when you do that, now you are gaining this clarity and not only for you, but for your audience, they are getting clarity as well and they will be thankful for that. You're not even going to have to ask 
as much for Instagram Lives and for guest coaching and for podcasts because people will know you so much for that thing that they will want you in their program for that thing. That's why I get invited to guest coach because people know that they want someone to talk about story. Hmm, who could, who could do that? Oh, Alex does that. I'm going to contact him. That's what happens. When you are clear about what you do, you build a reputation you're proud of, they will start to come to you. And finally, not only will they ask you and invite you, but they will start to talk about you. And this is the key. You're building a business? My goodness. Do you ever need referrals? And referrals come when you're clear about what you do and you're clear about how you help people. They will talk about you to their friends and they will, you will be top of mind when in a conversation that they're having over drinks with their friend and their friend says, wow, I don't know. I just feel like I've got a really clear business. I've got a good idea. I've got a good structure. I've got a good process. I just don't know how to tell my own story of why this matters. Bing. Now Alex's name comes to mind. Your name comes to mind. And they will start, they will refer you and say, ooh, I got to connect you with my friend. He's going to help you. She's going to help you out. You can build your own reputation that you're proud of. You don't have to be afraid of narrowing down or being arrogant or feeling unqualified. When you start talking about yourself, you will step in and be a higher version of yourself and start to be known for something, finally, that you are proud of. My friends, I'm so thankful that you have come in today and spent this time with me. Please, if you like this conversation or any of the conversations that you're having, then please share this on your social media. It would mean the world to me so that others can experience the same kind of transformation that you have experienced. Also go and leave a rating and a review because we got to share the good stuff. This world is built on sharing, so let's share the good stuff. This is No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started.